This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up, looking into recent anonymous, looking into a recent anonymous message that's gone viral about a certain Merpati in Kajang or is it Chiras? Looks like Cheras at the moment, at least. Uh, so, okay, let's start with the latest and then work our way back, right? So, Lim Kitsiang has questioned the Home Ministry and Prison Departments, uh, and I'm quoting, thunderous silence over claims that Datuk Sri Najib Razak has been afforded certain privileges in his incarceration. Uh, this is referring to an anonymous message that's been making rounds on social media. I think you might have seen it already. Uh, it, it's really been going far and wide. And it referred to Najib with the code name Merpati, or Pigeon, or Dove, uh, depending on how you want to translate that. Anyway, um, the message alleged that uh, his Najib cell in the Kajang prison complex is uh, going to be renovated for a pretty tidy sum uh, and there are plans to move him to the Cheras Rehabilitation Hospital to allow for more access to visitors and VVIP facilities. So those are some of the allegations. There have also been questions about um, a certain uh, Facebook post that appeared from uh, from Najib. So PKR Deputy President Rafizi Ramli questioned how he was able to make or authorise Facebook postings from prison. Um, I guess particularly personal for him because this post took a swipe at Rafizi's plans um, about PKR and engaging undecided voters. And Rafizi went on to say that even if Najib didn't write that post, he shouldn't be having access to the outside world. Um, So so far, what we've heard from the prison department, they've confirmed that Najib was in the was in the hospital receiving treatment, but that he would return to prison after getting medical clearance. And they haven't responded to any of these allegations of the prison cell itself being renovated or having other facilities added and so on. So as mentioned, right, this started with a message that went viral on WhatsApp and social media. It's by an anonymous user and it, it really is quite lengthy. It's a long thread. Here is the general gist of it, which has been translated from BM. Um, in it, the, the person says Najib is lying about being sick, uh, saying that this is from an undisclosed source on Datuk Sri Najib with Merpati being given as the code name. Uh, it kind of tracks when he went into the prison system, when it was that the conversations about the prison cell renovations, which are supposedly um, going to amount to up to 50,000 ringgit, when those conversations began, when it was that he was moved to HKL and subsequently to um, the rehabilitation hospital in Chiras, and why it was, who was involved in all these sorts of permutations, right? And um, the people that are getting pulled into this uh, a fair amount, right? Because you're talking about the prison system, you're talking about the, the healthcare ministry. So it's it's a few different people being named, all alleged, all anonymous. But yeah, that's where all this recent um, back and forth has been coming from. Hence that call from the Home Ministry to release, um, you know, an explanation um, or, you know, at least some, some clarity on what is going on, right? And a lot of comparisons are being made to the previous incarceration of Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim, uh, who had been also transferred to the Chiras Rehabilitation Hospital in the last six months of his imprisonment because of a long-standing shoulder injury. Um, and people are pointing out, though, that unlike Najib, Anwar had served years in prison before being transferred to the hospital. So, a lot of questions. Um, so, we thought we'd unpack these um, 
these allegations and in a larger sense talk about um, what facilities are available in prison um, and whether there are exceptions made for particular people. Let us know what are your thoughts on this. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp or send us a voice note at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be speaking after this with criminal lawyer Go Chiai. So keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. It's 5.12. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we are talking about a, um, well, some allegations that Datuk Sri Najib Raza um, is being afforded special privileges and VIP treatment in prison. Codename Merpati. Some messages are surfacing on social media and being shared. Uh, and as well as calls uh, from the home, calls asking the Home Ministry to clarify the situation. So let us know what are your thoughts on this. You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp or send us a voice note 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is criminal lawyer Go Chiai. Chiai, good to have you back with us. Hi, thank you for having me. So firstly, what can you tell us about the general conditions at Kajang Prison? Well, uh, it's not exactly an Airbnb or a place that you like to be. In general, the conditions in Kajang Prison, uh, they can be quite horrible. I think uh, there was one period of time where uh, there was no water to the cells because there was disruption in the water piping system and so on. So what I heard was that um, there were prisoners who had to really um, literally live in their shit for a period of time. So what this resulted in was that there were some riots in prison and so on. So you can get, uh, it can be quite a rowdy place. It can be a place that uh, not many people want to live in. But generally, conditions in prisons tend to differ. So some conditions in, let's say, Sungai Bulu prison might be better than in Kajang prison. Or in, let's say, for other centres like a PPA, a Pusat Pemulian, Aklang, Batu Gajah, might be vastly different from Kajang prison. But uh, in general, they are not uh, exactly VIP areas or places where you can exactly relax and, and take a break in. So, um, there has been an anonymous social media post alleging that Dr. Sri Najib Razak is being afforded privileges during his incarceration, including VVIP facilities. What do you make of this? I find it very interesting um, for me as a criminal lawyer to read. Obviously, we can't tell whether at this stage everything that's said in that Twitter thread is true because uh, maybe part of it is true, maybe part of it isn't. But what people have decided is that because there was a statement issued by the prison's department that whatever that was said in the Twitter thread is true. So um, having said that qualification, of course, um, I don't think that personally I would be surprised to know that maybe there is um, better treatment for a former prime minister that has been convicted and is currently being in Kajang prison. Of course, um, I know that that kind of treatment is not available for the normal prisoners. I think that um, the treatment of someone like Najib Razak would be vastly different from somebody that's, let's say, been convicted for um, drug trafficking or is in an isolation cell all by themselves. Um, and, and, and other people who are convicted for other crimes as well. So we'll get to those um, conditions a bit uh, in a bit, but there have been calls from a number of people, including Lim Kit Siang, uh, questioning the lack of response from the Home Ministry. Why is it important for there to be some clarification on that? Well, I mean, to be fair, people do change uh, from prison to prison, sometimes there can be a request that is made to the prison department of Malaysia to move from one prison to another. In this instance, of course, the request is to uh, the Charas Rehabilitation Hospital rather than another prison. But I think the, the important reason why there needs to be some clarification on why people like Lim Kit Siam come forward to ask that from the Home Ministry is because people want to see retribution. 
because there was a large amount of money that was involved in Najib's case, money which uh, we as the taxpayers funded, which went into his personal accounts, which the High Court found that um, was something he, that he did illegally, and then the Court of Appeal affirmed, and the Federal Court affirmed as well. So people want to, to see some form of retribution, and that's why if they know that uh, Najib Razak is getting uh, higher, tra higher treatment in prison compared to others, that somehow um, there isn't that retribution that they seek. So I think that's why there's a, there's a need to clarify in the matter. And um, as we mentioned earlier, right, there have been claims about Najib's cell being renovated. Can you talk to us about the the possibility of something like this happening, I guess? Well, the possibility of somebody's uh, particular cell to be renovated just for that person, I think it's very low. It has to be somebody very um, important in, in order for the prison department to locate uh, allegedly 50,000 ringgit just for the renovation of the cell. That's a lot of money. So I think that uh, we need to also question where is this allocation coming from. If it's coming from the Home Ministry, then I think every year there's a budget that's approved right, on what the Home Ministry can spend on prisons and stuff like that. Or you can check back on uh, whatever budget report to see that uh, what was spent on renovation and so on. But you know, 50,000 for renovation and, and allegedly more than 3 million for um, taking care of Najib Razak and making sure he's well, I think that's a lot of money. And I think that is something which is uh, not very high possibility of us seeing for any other prisoner in Kajang prison or any other prison in Malaysia. So what kind of criteria needs to be met for these sorts of privileges or um, VVIP facilities to be provided? I think uh, I would like to know as well. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think that um, there is a, that some kind of guidelines or criteria that says, oh, for important people, I think this is something that you know goes on a case by case basis. So maybe um, prison department would have an internal discussion about how we want to treat this particular uh, prisoner, or like, given that his status is as such. But what I do understand, um, and sometimes from my conversation with some officers from Kajang as well, is that um, there is a difference in treatment between those who are uh, working with the government or former civil servants compared to those who are ordinary people that um, find themselves in prison. So sometimes there's a separation between uh, these particular groups. Uh, even in other kinds of other prisons as well, there's this existence as well. So, uh, but for Najib, of course, he, he exists in a different status sphere compared to like um, everybody else. So, yeah. You said that this is something that uh, has come up in conversation, right? Uh, that, that idea of certain prisoners being treated differently than others. Um, in those conversations, do the reasons why come up or is it just sort of part and parcel of living in Malaysia and and having that expectation that people who are formerly important remain important even when incarcerated? I think you need to be careful sometimes when you say, oh, he's getting VIP treatment. Actually, his VIP treatment may just be a normal person's treatment in like Switzerland, right? So there is the difference in mindset. So for us, the basic treatment of a human being or can sometimes be considered as VIP here. So that's something we have to think about, you know? So I think it's less of dragging Najib down to our level, but how can we make sure everybody else in Kajang prison is treated that way? Because um, death in custody is a very serious thing. In fact, I sat in a recent hearing and then I heard that this guy passed away from TB. TB in this day and age, um, you know, he must have suffered in the cell. The doctor said uh, he must have cried out during his last few hours in pain, you know. So if someone like that 
the prison that didn't even send to the hospital. Uh, this is not Kajang prison, it's another prison by the way, but if they don't even send to the hospital, then why are we giving like uh, Najib that kind of treatment just for something we don't even see any symptoms and immediately he's sent to a rehabilitation center even after the doctors cleared him. According to the Twitter thread, I think it's very serious because what the thread implies is, uh, is that actually the prison department and everybody else doesn't really agree with this decision, but there is an instruction from above. So what Charas Rehabilitation Hospital did according to this Twitter thread was that they asked, uh, what is the reason? What is the reason? But they couldn't provide the reason. And that's why there was this frustration that exists. So at the same time, yes, we should lift people up to the same kind of treatment that we give to someone like Najib Razak. But at the same time, also, um, we need to, to question why there is a difference in the treatment. That double standard that exists also needs to be looked at. And we've been seeing comparisons being drawn between Najib and Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim. How do their circumstances differ here? Well, of course, when um, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim was uh, convicted and incarcerated in prison, he was incarcerated during a time where his coalition wasn't in power. So I think the difference now is, of course, Najib Razak's coalition is the ruling coalition. So who makes the decision on and who gives the instruction on his treatment will of course come from people who may have affiliations with his political party. So I'm not saying that their affiliations affected their decision, but um, in terms of transparency, I think it's an issue when we see that the people who are making those decisions are people who maybe have pledged loyalty to Najib Razak before. I think that's the main difference. Another difference, of course, Najib Razak is convicted for corruption, abuse of power, money laundering. Well, Status Sri Amar Ibrahim was convicted for an offence that in most modern countries have already been abolished. In fact, the, the country that made that offence for us is it has, no longer having it in their own country. So that is something for us to consider, definitely. Another element here is that Rafizi Ramli highlighted a recent post on Najib's Facebook page and basically made the argument that, well, why is he still posting, right? Um, how much interaction is a prisoner entitled to with the outside world? Well, they have access to what we call a wartel on my phone. So they have credit that can be paid like 50 ringgit every month. Um, so this credit, they can use to call people, let's say uh, overseas or their family members and so on. But it's not a, like a smartphone. It's not a smartphone you can go on social media and so on. From my, my understanding, I don't think that they really have any internet privileges. So their contact may consist of people visiting them and then uh, video calls with their lawyers as well. So maybe there's a difference between Dr. Sri Anwar Ibrahim's time. Last time they wouldn't allow video calls, but now they do. So maybe that's how information can get out quickly between the prisoner and also uh, his lawyer or anybody else. But um, sometimes the simplest explanation is the most uh, truthful one. Maybe the person forgot to lock out of like their admin account and just commented, <laughs> which could have been the situation as well. Chiayi, what would you like to leave us with? I think that um, when we see injustice, we have this immediate response. It's something that's natural that comes to us. So um, when we know that, okay, he's getting that treatment, I think we need to question why we feel that way. And I think the reason why is because we know for a fact that uh, everybody else in prison doesn't get the privileges that he has. We're not saying that they shouldn't. We just acknowledge that there is an unfairness in the system that needs to be rectified. People die in prison. It's a real thing. And I think that, um, I think as recently, uh, there was a meme that was put out as so well. I think we need to know that uh, freedom matters. And that's something that we all have to put a priority on. 
Chai, thanks for speaking with us today. Thank you for having me. We've been speaking with Go Chiai, a criminal lawyer, um, on the allegations that Datuk Sri Najib Raza is being given um, special VIP privileges in prison. Uh, let us know what do you make of this. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can send us a voice note there as well. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. And uh, in keeping with. Uh, I suppose, a certain code name that was floating around. Here's Prince with When Doves Cry, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.